What can I do? Because he, was, he says something and uh, So I found another ring in the Rugged Shabbat, which is a gewaldic thing. A tire Rugged Shabbat. Wait, you'll hit. The other thing is we can't record it. Yeah, listen, there are those who record it on Shabbat too. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Not now. We're learning, yeah. And that is the Parshas Achre. We read as follows. Parshas Achre. Yeah. Parshas Achre. Going back to the one who accompanied. The sorry Lazozil, the he goat, which had to be pushed off the cliff, and <clears throat> he's doing it on Yom Kippur, correct? All right. So on the Yom Kippur day, the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says in Misichta Yuma, the Mishnah says in Misichta Yuma, Dav Samach Zayin Omodalef, Samach Zayin, page sixty-seven, says the Mishnah that um, it was all organized and prepared for this fellow who accompanied the he-goat. What was done? We have to walk, take the he, the, the, the soir from the base of Migdosh and bring it, walk it through Yerushalayim to the desert and meet up, come to the cliff in the desert, the Azazel, right? And bring it up to the cliff and push it off the cliff. Now, on Yom Kippur, it's some walk. Everybody's fasting. Yom Kippur, you fast. Not eating, right? You're not eating. So, Bamela, everybody's not eating. Number, the Kohen Godel is not eating. He's not allowed to eat. He's doing the Avoida. Oh, boy. That's some knockout, right? Val Derech Zeh, he, uh, this, the, the, the Kohen Godel, the Kohen Estes, whoever is accompanying, the one who is accompanying the, the Sir La Zazel, is also not eating. So, he has this. And you have to understand a Yom Kippur and Eretz Yisrael you know, it's not so cool. There's no air conditioning. They don't, you know, nowadays they have, you can put a, you have an air conditioner on your neck, right? They have some kind of condition like that, battery operated. There's such a thing today. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, you don't know. Come on. It hasn't arrived in Australia. Come on, I saw it years ago. I think it's ba- battery operated. Yeah, that you can have an air conditioner as for yourself. But I'll call upon him. Those days they didn't have it. And. Um, I did, but I didn't have batteries. Okay, whatever it is, okay. It's good, yeah. Uh, the weather in Eretz Yisrael, Yom Kippur, is Mikhan Gutschwitz and Sukkis, yeah. I know my neighbor Sukkis has an air conditioner in a Sukkis. Yeah, Mikhan Gutschwitz. And don't forget, he's also walking through Yerushalayim. He's going to the desert. So the guy, who knows what's going to be with him. So it says as follows. So now there's a fair way to go. So he will be going also out of the Tchum Shabbos, right? The din is that you're not allowed to walk out of the Tchum, right? Out of the boundaries. You can walk according, you can walk up to Midorabonon. Uh, Midorabonon, you can't walk more than 2,000 cubits on Shabbos, right? So what did they do? They did as follows. They organized, the Mishnah says, they organized tents. Before Yom Kippur, they organized 10 tents, it says in the Mishnah. They, 10 sukkahs, 10 tents. They built sukkahs, sukkahs, 10 sukkahs. And in between each sukkah, there was up to 2,000 cubits. Okay? And in each sukkah, there was drink, food, and drink. Even though it's Yom Kippur, it's not sukkahs. So you don't have to sit in the sukkah. And also, you don't eat and drink. Nevertheless, they built sukkahs, meaning tents. In other words, for shade. Right? And, uh, and there was food and drink. And says the Mishnah as follows. What happened? Erev Yom Kippur... These fellows lodged there. These fellows lived there, stayed there. Either one or many, it says in the Mishnah, if I recall correctly. Otherwise, you could have had a minion in each tent. Or whatever, right? I'll call upon them. They, they, they lodged in each, in each sukkah. Okay? Yeah, but, one, Mishnah, one, one Mishnah. Person, but one person couldn't do it because one person can only walk. Excuse me. No, no, no. That's, that's why it was up to two cubits, two thousand cubits, I said. It wasn't just... One minute, one minute. So, I'm a note. So, misukkah to sukkah, there wasn't more than Tchum Shabbos. So what was the idea? The idea was when the fellow, when this fellow was walking, accompanying the, 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 the sawir, so we, they used to come out to greet him. The fellows from the things, they came out to greet him and accompany him. So the fellows 
one, they stayed in this motel, in this lodge, whatever, in the sukkah. He came out, and the many or one comes out to greet him, and they accompany him, but they can't walk further than 2,000 cubits. The fellow who is walking, taking the Surah may walk more than 2,000 cubits. I'll be Torah, because the Torah says you have to take the Surah Azazel to the, to, and push him off the Azazel, right? Off the cliff. So therefore, that's matter all the Isuri, right? The din is even more so. The din is that if he's Tomei, he has to be prepared. He has to be, it's called Ishiti. He's a timely person. They translate it timely. Timely means that at a specific time, 24 hours in advance, he's informed that you're going to be the fellow who's going to accompany him. So the din is if he becomes Tomei Yom Yom Kippur, right? So the din is he may even walk into the base of Migdukh. The din is you have to take the he goat, cannot be brought out to him. He has to go into the base of Migdukh and take the soil to bring it out to the Azazel. So even if he's Tommy, the din is, it says, even if he's Tommy, and normally we know if someone is impure, if he goes to the base of chorus, right, etc. Nevertheless, he's allowed, he goes in, that's how severe and important it is. He goes into the base of takes the sword, starts walking out. So therefore he's allowed to walk, so walk out of the tchum, out of the boundaries on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Okay. But the fellows who are accompanying him and comforting him and making him feel comfortable, so to speak, so they aren't allowed to go more than 2,000 cubits. So therefore, the, separate, the separation between between one and another was up to 2,000 cubits, so he was able to, each fellow in each in his sukkah, was able to walk up to the next sukkah, all right? And there are 10 sukkahs. Uh, the 11, the, now from the 10th onwards, there was 2,000, there were 4,000 cubits, 4,000 cubits, okay? So what happened then? The last fellow in the last one was only able to accompany him uh, 2,000 cubits, stood there, the fellow walked on his own 2,000 cubits further, and he stood there and just watched what the fellow was doing. Okay. And the halacha was, after he did his job, we allowed him to walk back the 4,000 cubits, right? In order he shouldn't remain alone in the desert. Nighttime, etc., etc. So they allowed him to go back at least to the last tent. It's in the Furusha Mishnah, etc. The Rambam brings it in the Hilkesi, Okay, no worries. The Iker is Azoi. So in each tent... There was food and drink, and they said to him, Hare, hare Mayim, Hare Mozon. Each one told him, you should know. There's water here, and there's food here. What do they want to say to him? It says in the Bryce, they never ever needed to give the guy water or to give him food. In other words, he never requested food or water. He never needed it to give his fasting, right? And imagine he's near the desert already, he's the last hand, right? And he's slapping his eyes and shrieks. Nevertheless, he never needed one over Alright? Says the Gemara. That's all the Gemara. That's a statement of the Gemara. Quoted also on the Rambam. And uh, now the Gemara asks, why did they each one say to him, Harimayim Vaharimozai? What are they telling him for? What are they saying to him for? Says the Gemara, ain't the daima. Pardon? It was certainly his mind. I didn't get you. What was that? Oh, there was the Eruv. No, 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 no. If you make an Eruv Tchumin, you don't need no ten tents. That's a separate child. That's a separate child which is discussed, etc., etc. In Yerushalmi, in the Beforeshim, why did they have to make ten tents? And there was no Eruv made, and that, the other guy had to walk out of there. Each, we could have made one tent, two tents, three tents, and make an Eruv Tchumin. You can walk out of the boundary. That's a separate discussion. But we're talking about the food to, 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 to eat. It's, it's hot and it's, it, yeah, he's hungry. It's oh, so it says in the, 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 the Gemara says in Talmud Bavli, And everybody knows all about the food issue. You don't have to be about a lot of Talmud for this. We know that's a natural uh, psychological thing. And that is, right? And that is Poshut. If you have food obtainable, ready to eat, so then you're not so hungry. But if you don't know when you're going to get the food or if it's not readily available, so then, and you're hungry, you become even more hungry. So if the guy knows, doesn't know that he's going to have to wait till Mozart and keep it to eat, so Enloy Paspasal, he has no bread in his basket. So if he has no bread in his basket, he's going to, it's going to arouse his, 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 his starvation, his hunger pangs, yeah? Mashenkin, if he has bread in his basket, so he's relieved. Psychologically. And that's what they say to him. We should know we have food and we have water. Isn't it more than that because he's accompanying, they're accompanying him? Pardon? They're accompanying him, but not just offering him food and water. No, they're saying to him, they, 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 they tell him we should know here there's food and water. They're not carrying it out. So why are they accompanying him? 
and to comfort him, to, to go along with him. To, you know, he shouldn't feel alone. He's going in no man's land. You understand the guy? Hello? I wouldn't advise anybody to walk through Jerusalem. I believe there must have been Arabs those days. Were they? I don't know, whatever. But he's all alone. The guy was never there before, right? He has no GPS. So we tell him to go straight, whatever, and he's going to the cliff, and he's doing some odd thing. So I don't know exactly. I didn't look in the, I didn't look in the, in the, in the commentaries, but I believe that's the shot. He shouldn't be alone. It could also be, it's maybe a mitzvah, whatever, to, to strengthen him, to make him feel good, etc. He's all alone, he's doing some odd thing. Now, today you surely shouldn't walk alone, by the way. You get me? Good. Okay. The Iker, the first item. Oh, Stama interesting. You know what it says in Talmud Yerushalmi? The Meiri brings a Gvaldike Talmud Yerushalmi on this Gemara. And also the Prichodash and his Pirush Maim Chaim, and the Raman Vasavadis Gemara brings a Gvaldike Talmud Yerushalmi. In Babli it says, You have bread in your basket so that it, it, it relieves you, right? You have no hunger pangs. You know what it says there? It says, Because the Yetzer horror gets you when he knows, right? You can't eat. But if he knows you will, in other words, he, wants, he gets you, he wants you to sin, right? But if he knows that you're going to eat anyway and you won't end up sinning, so then he'll, rela- he'll relax. The Yetzer Hara will relax. It's not a joke. He says, tell me Yerushalmi. He doesn't bring Pasba Saloi. He brings this reason. I'm for Yerushalmi. Me, he brings it. So, so they tell him, Harimai, Harimozim. So we relax the Yetzer Hara. You get it? So then he's not all revved up about eating because the Yetzer Hara is like angelate. Because there's Maim and there's Mozim. Which, and the Gemara interestingly tells I once heard an interesting story, but I don't know how it went. Maybe Rabbi Grono said the story. I don't know exactly. Because the Yerushalmi says Mefurish that there were two Amiroim, and one Amirah says to the other Amirah, he's thirsty, he's in Kippur. So, you know what he says to him? He says, him, drink. Drink. An hour later, he comes back. He says, So, what did you do? He says, I didn't drink. He said, But you said you were thirsty. You get it? He says, The Talmud Yerushalmi, you see from here, if you would have said to him, Don't drink. Wait. So then he would have been really thirsty and it would have been dangerous. But because he says drink. Ah, so he gave him the permission to drink. So yes, he passed the right? He was permitted. So the Yetzirah licked Angelate, the guy in the It's on, uh, how do you call it? It's on uh, pause, right? So therefore, he was, was I mean, Nebuch, the Gemara says a story. In sequence, tell me you're showing me, tell me you're showing me, tell me you're showing me, I just saw today. And, and the, the, the girl, my daughter of some, one of the Amarim is walking with him, and she says, she's, mama, she's desperate, she has to drink. He says, wait. And she says, again, I'm thirsty. She, he says, wait. Wait. Smarty. She passed out. In other words, basically, the Gemara wants to bring out that it's always smart to say, dick. Be careful what you say it. But in other words, because psychologically it works. And also with the HR it works, etc., etc., etc. Ended. Beautiful babbling Yerushalmi. Now, listen to this. Now, what happens when they said to him, Hare Maim, Hare Mozer, right? Would they really be allowed to give him to eat and drink? Or they just said it to relax him? No, What's really to... behind it? They would have to take it himself because they would be Messiah. They, they can't be Messiah to give him the food and the drink. In other words, let me ask you a question. When it says in the mission that they said Harimayim Harimozim, help yourself. What is the intent? Just to, to he should think and be relieved. What happens if he taka needs it? Do we give him? Do we have right to give him? That's my question. In other words, what is the pshat of the Mishnah? When the Mishnah says, Does it mean only that we say to relieve him? But if he taka needs, or if he taka wants, you don't give him? Or no! Or if he needs, he taka give him? What's the pshat of the Mishnah? And the members, says, you look at Rashi in the Bartonura, I don't see any basis to say that if he needs, and if he wants, you should give him. Of course, if it's Iconus Nefoshis, if it's Mamish, a matter of life or death, you'll surely give him. That's under all circumstances. You don't need the Kiddush of the Mishnah, right? That's partial. We're not talking about where it's a matter of that in a dangerous situation now, right? So I'm asking, what's the pshat? You look at Rashi in the Bartonur, it doesn't seem to see any, give any, I don't see any premise to say, to give any allowance to give him that kind of water and the drink and the food. The most we're saying is to relieve him, that's it. Menar temois kilu. Menar temois. As he will tich gilarut. And the first of all says some foolish. Wants to say so. He says, what's going on? He says, if it's a conist, the fashion, surely a matter of danger we would give him, right? 
So, and we say it only to relieve him. So the Mammoth says, the Mammoth says it's in Furish Rambam. The Rambam says, the Rambam says in Furish, you give him, you give him to eat and drink, if he needs to eat and drink. Listen. Now the Prichodosh says Mefurish in his Purish Mayim Chaim. In his commentary, Mayim Chaim, and obviously in Yelchavadish Yemi Kippurim. Maybe Pshat in the mission is you don't give him to drink and eat if he needs and he wants. And we say it only to relieve him. Such a Prichodosh you can. But he sees the Ramam says we do give him if he wants. Says the Prichodosh, we have a basis from it from the Gemara because the Gemara says, Ma'ulam Adam. It never occurred that he needed to eat or drink. From this, the Rambam derives, says the Prichodosh, but what if he wanted and he needed to eat or drink? Then we would give him. That's based on that. The Rambam passing that if he needs to, he needs to eat or drink, you give him. In other words, but just from the Hare Mayim, the Hare Mosin, is no proof. It couldn't be just say to relieve him. Okay. Good. So we give him to eat and drink. Wonderful. Now, in, there seems to be a machloikis, and it's questionable exactly how to analyze it, and I'm not so sure how the Rogachova learns Taitus in the Rambam, but the language of the Rambam seems to say as follows. In the Toysvis Yishonim, it says, Mefurish. Toysvis Yishonim is one of the Rishonim on the Mesech to Yuma. In Toysvis Yishonim, it says, according to, uh, prob- problematic how to read the words, etc., but according to the the simple pshat, the way it sees it, seems at face value. And I've seen already the Achronim quoting the Teisvitz Yishonim, and the Rokhachov quotes the Teisvitz Yishonim himself. Teisvitz Yishonim says, Mefurish, that if he says he needs to eat or drink, you give him, he's talking that it's Sakonis Nefoshis. Only on that basis, under those circumstances. In other words, if it's Mamesh a matter, like in any case, in a, under normal situation, right? Yom Kippur, when you give someone to eat, when Nebuch, the person says, I'm desperate, right? Or they boom, all the different cases of the mission and the halacha. So where it's definite, you have to give him, and everybody comes to that understanding, so then you have to give him, right? Either the choyle says it, the, the rifle says it, the doctor says it, the, the, the sick person says it, excuse me, or they evaluate him, whatever it is, but we come to a conclusion, you definitely have to, you give him. So that's the, his state of being, that it's Sakonis Nefoshis, it's Mamish dangerous if you don't. Okay, that's what it says in The facts are, the Mephorshim say, it's partial if that's the case. You need the Gemara, the Mishnah, to tell us such a thing, that if it's definitely a matter, a situation of danger, you'll give it. What's the big Of course. So the menace is the rugged shover. You look in, in the Gvuras Ari, from the, 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 in other words, the Turi Evan. In his Purush on Yuma, called Gvuras Ari, right? In his commentary on in Turi Evan on Yuma, in his commentary. So there he seems to say as follows, but the Rogachover says it clearly. The Rogachover asks this question in his, uh, in his commentary on Hilchah Shabbos, in Tzavar Espanayach, on the Ramam Hilchah Shabbos, Perik Beis, Halochah Yudalat. And he says as follows, the Rogachover is mechadish, says something very novel for the Ramam, he proves from the Rambam, in Hilchah Macholah says as follows, we know generally that you have right to give something which is non-kosher, or to desecrate, whatever, you keep her Shabbos, right? When it's a situation of life or death, right? It's a Kodos Nefoshis, Bikoch Nefesh. So the Hatsukim would teach us, Bikoch Nefoshis, okay. The Rambam, the Rogachava says, it's obvious from the Rambam, that if he eat, for instance, travels in a midbar, travels in the desert. And we know for sure, the facts are, it's just inevitable, that if he's going to travel for a day or two, right, and he has no food and no sustenance, no whatever, he's nowhere to get it, obtain any food, he'll definitely pass out. He's, he's not going to be not, nothing left of him, right? So the halacha is, ledasa rambam, that even now he's 100% healthy. We have right to give him food today, non-kosher food, or if it's him kipper, to give him food. Even though he's 100% boring, he's 100% healthy. If I won't give him food now, even though now he's healthy, if I won't give him to eat or drink now, he's definitely going through the desert. And then it'll be Sakonis Nefoshis. So if it's ultimately going to be Sakonis Nefoshis, it'll be a matter of Abikur Nefesh. So even in, in advance, I have the full right to feed him Alpitur. That's what the Rogachava proves from the Rambam. Bemele says he, that is the pshat in this Toysvis Yishonim. When the Toysvis says that the, the guy, it's talking about situation of Sakonos Nefoshis, right? It's a matter of life and death, it's going to be dangerous. The guy is going to pass out, he's going to drop dead, you'll excuse me, right? If you're not going to give him to eat, he's not talking about now, he's in that state of being. Because if he's now in that state of being, you don't need the Gemara to tell us that, you don't need the Ramah to tell us that, you don't need the Halacha to tell us that, it's portioned. 
That's the halach in, in Hilcha Shabbos, Hilcha Yom Kippur, it's Bosha. Now the Chidush is as follows. We're talking about the guy, he's now walking and he's being mahalach, he's carrying the soil, he's, he's accompanying the soil to the midbar, right? And now he's 100% fine. Ah, that's what he's showing him. This is Mechadish. He says, the situation is that it's always a bulmus. It'll be Sakonus of Vashis. It's Sakonus of Vashis. But don't take the toys with Sishonim literally that now it's Sakonus of Vashis. Now it's Poshut. It means that even though now he's healthy, but he will eventually end up being in a state of being of Sakonus of Vashis. So now you're allowed to give it to him. That's the Shadim Toys Now the Rambam says interesting. The Rambam says in here, I'm not sure exactly how we learned to the Rambam, but we're going to go on from here. The Rambam's language is in Koshal Koichoi. You give him to eat. Doesn't, means if he's weak, he's weak, right? He's come, he's, he's now passing one of the tents, he's weak, and especially the tenth tent, the, the tenth tent, right? He's weak, it's hot, it's hungry, right? You see him, you see he's weak, right? The Ram says, if you see he's weak, you give him to eat. He's a lot to eat. So the Rogachover says it's clear from the Rambam. That it's not a situation, it's not like the Tosif Shishonim. Tosif Shishonim says clearly it's like the Fashis. Oh, the Bumus, that's the case where it's definite he's gonna, he's, he's gonna drop dead, right? But the Rambam says, Koshal Koicha, you give him to eat. So I'm not sure exactly what the Rogachava wants to say for the Rambam. We'll come to that a little later. Let's just go on from here. And this is as follows. Let's talk about the Tosif Shishonim, which is good enough. And possibly the, the Rambam wants to attach that way in the Rambam himself. Like we explained to the Tosif Shishonim. That's the way possibly the Rogat Shover says so for the Rambam also. Koshal Koche means we see he's weak now, even though he's not desperate. But because if he's weak now, he'll definitely end up being in a desperate situation. So if he'll end up being in a desperate situation, and then you would be able to give him. So therefore, you're allowed to give him now also. So in certain parts of the Rogat Shover, it seems that he wants to say whatever we explain for the Tehidus he's shown him, we say for the same for the Rambam, even though his language may not be so. Okay, end it. Let's go on. So we have a very clear case. It's a very clear psak in the Rambam, in the Gemara. In the Gemara, is no, no, no Gemara. In other words, he said in the Gemara, there's no proof in the Rambam. And as we've shown him, again, from the Mishnah, there's no proof that we give him. We just tell him that there's food and drink, right? But in the Rambam, and as we've shown him, it's very clear that we will give him under the circumstances discussed. Okay. So we have a case that a Yom Kippur, we're eating and drinking. An individual eats and drinks, yeah? Good. Fregderog each other. The Gemara says in Besichta Yuma Daf Pe'alev as follows. Says the Gemara. It says in the Torah that if, if a fellow does work, labor, which is prohibited on Shabbos and Yom Tev, if he does it on Yom Kippur, he's high of course. Okay, he gets heavenly death. It says in the Torah, if he, Torah says, one has to afflict himself on the Yom Kippur, and he is meant to refrain from eating and drinking, right? Let's talk about eating and drinking. And says the Torah, this is in this parasha, by the way, in Achrei, it says in the foolish town, in the sequence to the Avod of Yom Kippurim, it says in the Torah, etc., etc., right? So it says, and says these two things, you have to afflict yourself, and also you shouldn't do any work. Says, uh, says the Torah, if you do, you if don't afflict yourself, you do eat or drink, you have chorus. Asks the Gemara, what does the Torah have to tell us the, 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 the punishment both by not doing work and also by not refraining from eating and drinking. It would, be, it would suffice if you just say it in one case and I would know for the other. And the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says as follows. It should just say by inui. By inui. By eating and drinking. In other words, eating and drinking, the Torah should say, if you eat and drink on Yom Kippur, you have chorus. And I would know for sure if you do work on Yom Kippur, you have chorus. Why? Says the Gemara as follows: the Kalvachomer, Kalvachomer, Madoch, Inui, refraining from food and drink. You're allowed to eat in Shabbos and Yom Tov. Not just you're allowed to eat Shabbos and Yom Tov. You eat and feast. Yeah, you eat Shabbos and Yom Tov. Make it the Shabbos and Yom Tov, right? Nevertheless, on Yom Kippur, if you do it, you chayiv chorus, right? In other words, if the Torah would have just written that you chayiv chorus, you get heavenly death for eating and drinking Yom Kippur, I would know. And I make this simple rationale, right? I make a simple uh, analysis. I say as follows. You're eating and drinking is allowed to have in Yom normally, right? And Yom Kippur Torah says don't. So even though generally we have a general permission, nevertheless the Torah says Yom Kippur don't, and if you do, you have chorus. So Melocha and Shabbos, Melocha, which on Shabbos and Yom you're not allowed, right? So definitely if you do it on Yom Kippur, you have chorus. 
Okay, now the Gemara discusses other issues here. Now I'm just plucking this out from the Gemara. The Gemara goes on and on. It's connected to Gemara before and Gemara after. Just this is good enough for us to understand what's going to go. The ongoing statement. should be even a better there than doing a Mulach on Shabbos. If we're going to use the Kabbalah Haimah. Shabbos is killer. If we're saying that... The Gemara talks about everything. Okay? okay? The Gemara discusses everything. Good. Asks the Rogat Shabbat. Oh, asks the Gemara, I'm sorry. Asks the Gemara... Wow. No, the rationale doesn't hold water. Why? Because even though not doing work on Shabbos and Yom Tif, right, is prohibited in Shabbos, on, 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 uh, not doing work, is prohibited in Shabbos of Yom Tif, and eating is permitted in Shabbos of Yom Tif, nevertheless, we can find a leniency in Shabbos of Yom Tif, which we don't have in refraining from eating food. Where is there a leniency in relation to work? Says the Gemara, work has a leniency. It is hutra michlolo. That's a rule in Shas. Hutar mikloloi. In other words, we know you're not allowed to do work. Right? But there are cases you're allowed to do work. Guess where in the base of English? Right? You shech, you bring carbonos, you make the fires, you bring the incense, you do whatever you do. All the avoidance you keep on. All the avoidance you're traveling on, right? In the base of English, you're allowed to do it. Says the Gemara, work, right? Is hutra mikloloi. So even though we know that it's, it's, uni- it's uniform, in other words, it's identical, Shabbos, you're not even allowed to do work. Keep it allowed to do work. But it has its leniency. In the base of Migdash, you're allowed to do work. But this that you're allowed to eat, there's never a permission of allowing to eat in the base of Migdash. That's what the Gemara says. Eating, inui, is loyhutra mechlala. That's what the Gemara says. So therefore, inui, right, affliction has a certain stringency. In other words, it doesn't lack the leniency which work contains, has, and therefore says the Gemara, maybe this analogy doesn't work, and the Gemara continues on and talks back and forth. Okay. Now just taking, again, plucking out this section of the Gemara, the Rav asks Isaac in Akasha. Actually, the Prechodesh asks the Kasha. The Prechodesh asks this Kasha. The Prechodesh, and he ends up, remains with the question. The Prechodesh asks in his commentary, Mayim Chaim, and the Ram, and of course the Rav asks the same question, and others, and many others ask the question. What's going on? Inu is not Hutro Michlola? You definitely is. He just learned. The case of the Ish-Iti, the fellow who was accompanying the sower, right? We said to him, Are Maim, Correct? And we said, the Psak Halochami tells us that we don't just tell it to fool him, we're actually giving it to him, right? If he's in need. So we see Mephurish in the base of Migdush, Inu is also, when we're doing Avoidah Samigdush, when we're doing Avoidah, we're doing something related to the base of Migdush, it's not just the melocha, the slaughtering, etc., is permitted for the Korbanis, but it's also the food which can, is connected to the base of Migdush is permitted, right? Yom Kippur, you know what I eat, but nevertheless, Inu is also Hutur Mechlola. How could the Gemara say that melocha is Hutur Mechlola, and Inu is not? Interestingly, the Ersamech Rameir Simcha asks this Kashe also in the Avihil Savadizim Kippurim, and he answers the Prichadosh doesn't answer. But the Ersamech Rameir Simcha Vdvinsk asks the Kashe, and he answers an interesting thing. He says, What are you talking about? The Gemara says, Hutro Mechlola by the Avoida was talking about, by the Malocha of the Karbonis, was talking about the Karbonis of the Tmidin and the Musafim, which are always brought on every day, on every Shabbos and Yom Tev. So on the Yom Kippur day, right? On the Yom Kippur day, we were allowed to do that also, right? We're not talking about the Korbonis of the Yom Kippur. We're talking about the Korbonis of Shabbos, of the Tomid and the Musaf, which are brought on every Shabbos that we're allowed to do also on Yom Kippur, right? But the things which Yom Kippur, the Avodas Yom Kippurim, right? Right? That's what we're discussing. If the Torah says you're allowed to eat in relation to this fellow, so, of course, it's partial to say, Torah says, you're allowed to eat today. It's not, it's not a, in, in the context of Hutum Reklola. And I'm just mentioning this quickly, pass by, I don't want to, let's go on. Listen to what the Rabbi Shabbat says. The Rabbi Shabbat says, has a, a tire, just a tire pshat. pshat. He says, right, again, the, the initial question we asked. Doing malocha, right, we're doing malocha, do, we, we're, we're, we're transgressing in the Beis Amigdash to bring sacrifices, which normally we aren't allowed to do. And nevertheless, the Gemara says, we're not allowed to eat, and this fellow is eating. So it seems like this fellow is eating. What's going on? The Rosh Hashanah says as follows. You know, the, he says in the Chumash, he says, I'm Barosh. I'm Barosh. Look in the Rosh. Rosh. The fellow doesn't, the editor doesn't say what's Pshat. We don't know Pshat. But Baruch Hashem, the, the Rosh Hashanah himself explains it 
in Hilchas Shabbos, Perik Beis Halacha Yudalat, and also even more, in, more extensively, in his uh, commentary on Hilchas Matnis Anim, and there he brings the Rosh B'Shem Horayved. In Misechti Yuma Perik Ches, this is the known uh, query which is brought in the Poskim in Hilchas Shabbos. The Rosh B'Shem Horayved, Shalu LaHorayved. The Rosh brings the commentary. The Rosh brings in the name of the Horayved. The commentary of the Horayved, yeah. And the Horayved was asked. If a choyla, an ill person, he's desperate, we must, the doctors say, we must give him meat. And if you don't give him meat, he's going to die. Okay? He must eat meat. And the only thing we have here is non-kosher meat in front of us. And to obtain the kosher meat, we would have to slaughter it in Shabbos. What should we do? Should we give him the non-kosher meat? Or should we slaughter the meat for him to give him kosher meat? Famous one. Just the famous one. Good. Let's not get too involved in many pirushim in it, but listen, let's concentrate on what the Ravid says. So now, the shayel, the one who queried, because the Rogat Shover is, is quoting that and, 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 and uh, how to say, extrapolate, right? Derive, gives analysis to what he may have meant, even though he doesn't say it. And he says, based on what he may have meant, in other words, the Rogat Shover says what he meant, he says, ah, now I know Pshateh. Listen to what he says. So the fellow who queries, listen to his, the two sides of the coin. What's the two sides of the coin? He says, because, what, I, what should I do? Should I rather have the ill person, right? Transgress, you have to understand, eating the veil, you only transgress, transgress a prohibition, laugh. Don't do it. Everybody says don't do it, right? If you do it, you get lashes. But if you do, you slaughter the animal on, on Shabbos, you get skilly, you get stoned. So it's a lot more severe, right? But these are, this is the wording of the one who queries from the rivet. Shalul ha-rivet. The fellow asks as follows. Should I rather give the choyla non-kosher meat, which then the choyla will transgress a love, or should we slaughter for him and we will be chayv skila? Now, if you look at the words face value, it would seem that the query was, here is a love, here is only a lighter, so to speak, a transgression. You only get uh, lashes. And here, this is something very severe. You get stoned. So what is better to do? The rival answers, this Yashem, these fellows who ask, these fellows who claim should we rather give this or that, he says, yeah, they were, they, they're on the right path. They're on the right path. This is what the rival says. And then he goes on to say other things. Now, the Rogachara says, they're on the right path. What is the rivet saying? They're on the right path. What, what, what is in the wording of the question which the rivet said they're on the right path? So the Rogachava says, the issue is not so much the love and the skila. Right? So it would seem. But you see, when the, 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 the ill person is eating the non-kosher meat, he's eating the non-kosher meat, which is a love. When we're slaughtering, it's we are slaughtering, which is punishable with stoning. Says the Rogachava, that is the key issue. And this is what the Ravid said, he's on the right path. The difference between the non-kosher meat and the slaughtering of the meat is as follows, says the Rogachava, according to the Ravid. When we come to the non-kosher meat, you know who is, doing, who is eating non-kosher meat? Only one individual, the sick person. None of us around here are doing anything wrong. The doctors came, they're checking them out, the nurses, the mother, the zaka, everybody's here. What do we do with the guy, right? We place in front of him a piece of meat, big deal. Not wrong, or he hands it, picks it up himself, right? He, who? Anybody did anything wrong? Nobody. The choyla ate non-kosher meat, right? Then, what's the other side of the coin? You have to give him kosher meat. Now, kosher meat, we got to slaughter it, you have to share it. So who's slaughtering? Not the, not the sick person. The shaykh is slaughtering it. Oh. Says the Rogat Shabbat, that's the chilik. You see? That's the issue. And he says as follows, listen. When we're talking about us slaughtering for the sick person, listen. We are not allowed to slaughter for ourselves. We're not allowed. For yourself, you're not allowed to slaughter on Shabbos. You're not allowed to shaykh on Shabbos, right? And what are we doing? We're slaughtering, we're slaughtering for the ill person who needs kosher meat. Let's also go to the Beis Amigdash. We're bringing carbon into the Beis Amigdash, slaughtering the animal and doing all the avoidance with the carbon. We're allowed to do that at home? Chas Of course not, right? 
But in the base of Middash, we do it. Says the Rogeshava, that's the Taich Hutar Michlola. That's what it there's a rule. It's always prohibited, and we find there's one case where it becomes permitted. Where? Like in the case of slaughtering meat, slaughtering for the, the desperate person. We aren't allowed to slaughter for ourselves on Shabbos, but for the ill person, we are slaughtering. That's called, we permit it for the ill person. So there's a permission given. Otherwise, it's prohibited. We need a permission to be given, right? Good. If the Beis Amikdosh, the moment we're doing it in the Beis Amikdosh, at the same moment, for ourselves, we're not allowed to do it. Right? So that's the Pshat. Hutar Bechlolos. So when the Gemara said that the avoiders of the Beis Amikdosh, the work, labor, right? To, to do labor on Shabbos is Hutar Bechlola. That's the way we're meant to look at it, right? We're not allowed to do work. In the Beis Amikdosh, we're allowed to do it. We're not allowed to slaughter for ourselves. We're slaughtering for that thing. By Nevela, the Choyle is eating the non-kosher meat. We're doing nothing wrong. Now, because this fellow is ill, for the ill person, he does nothing wrong. The ill person, it's, it's permitted. The Isir is motor. Because he's going to die if he doesn't eat the meat. So the Torah says, V'chaibon. The Torah says, ah, an ill person, there's no problem. Just like he's allowed to eat kosher meat, he can eat not kosher meat. So when an ill person eats nevela, is there anything becoming, per- we're permitting anything? Nothing's been permitted. For the non, for the, for the sick, per- for the ill person who needs meat, otherwise he's going to die, for him there's no Isir. In other words, you get it? We're not committing something wrong, and either is the ill person committing anything wrong. The ill person, for him, it's motor. It's an iser for him, but it's not an iser for him. It's motor for him. And we're not doing anything. We're not involved in that. He eats himself. But we're coming to slaughter a non-kosher animal for him. We're doing it on his behalf. The terrorist says, you're allowed, right? Good, no problem, right? But Lamaisa, we're committing something wrong because we ourselves, for ourselves, are not allowed to do it. So because we ourselves, for ourselves, are not allowed to do it, so when we do it for the choyle, we can re- we, it's described and categorized as hutar mechlola. In other words, hutar mechlola means there's a rule which makes it prohibited and there is a permission at some stage. So when we talk about the level of the ill person, that's not a permission at some stage. He's not doing anything wrong, he's ill. But for the person who's doing that, it's a permission at that point because for himself he wasn't able to do it. That's what the Roger Trevor says. That's something to arrive at. And Bemeda, that's something to give her hotel mechlola. Bemeda, he says, simple. Let's talk about this guy who's traveling. This the Ishiti, right? He's going in the desert and he needs to eat or drink, right? So let's take the. So he says he's going to be desperately. He, yeah, he's going to die otherwise. What are we doing? Are you doing anything wrong? Nothing. He's eating. It's like giving the ill person the nevela. Is it hotel mechlola? No. So here too, the, the person who's accompanying the sawyer, he is a choyla, right? And he's therefore desperate to eat or drink, otherwise he's going to die. So therefore, he's eating. For him, there's no Easter. So that's not regarded as Hutter Mechlala, according to the Rivet. That's why it's okay. So therefore, the Gemara was able to say without a problem that Inu is never Mutter Mechlala. I, we ask, it's Mutter, but it's not Hutter Mechlala. Because it was never an Easter in the first place. You get it? Good. We must go on. So it creates a problem shifting in the... No, no. So that's already a halach in Shulchan Let's not discuss it now. You know, we're going on in the practical sense. I just want to push it, finish off. I'm sorry, excuse me. Okay, we just want to go on to, the, to another Rekud of the Rogachover, which is a Tairazach. The Rogachover says, give me another five to ten minutes. We're about this, even though it's time's up. Okay, and we're ending with this. The Rogachover says, good. So we, we, we reconcile the case of, of the, the fellow who's taking the animal out, right? Walking, accompanying him. He says, but I have another Mufurashi Gemara. The Gemara says that when they, they, they inaugurated the Beis Amikdosh, the first Beis, Beis Rishon, says the, says the Posuk that there was seven days and seven days. The, in other words, there were seven days of Sukkot, and the seven days preceding Sukkot, right, they also ate and drank. Now, seven days before Sukkot is Yom Kippur. Okay, ah, so they ate and drank in Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara. On what basis did they eat and drink? Says the Gemara as follows. They made a Kalva Chaimer. Says, what was the Kalva Chaimer? It's Yom Kippur, they didn't eat Yom Kippur. But it was for the sake of the Besamikdash. They inaugurated the Besamikdash, and therefore they ate and drank because they, 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 it was festivities. They, 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 yeah, they rejoiced. Says the Gemara, they made a simple, they made a Kalva Chaimer. They said, look, in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle of the desert, which is only temporary, right? Because the Mishkan is not forever, it's only temporary. Nevertheless, 
Uh, the, 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 they brought on every day of the inauguration, right? For the Shivis Yimam Eloim, the Shemir Yimam Eloim. So on the, when it was on Shabbos, so the Shabbos went Shevet Ephraim brought a korban on that day. And when, an, when, when a Nasi brings a korban, it's a korban yochit. It's an individual's korban. It's regarded as an individual's korban. It's the Gemara and Rashi, right? So it's an individual's korban. Okay, so it's a temporary mishkan. It's an individual's korban. And you're doing a malacha on Shabbos. It's Shabbos. Nevertheless, they did it, right? So... The case of the Mesa Migdosh, which is Loilom, Loilom, right? It says forever. And it's a carbon seabird to negate to the Ami Israel, right? And it's only Yom Kippur, which is Chorus, which is a lot more lenient. It's not as, as severe as, as Skila, which is Shabbos. So that was their basis so, so, to allow it. Says the Gemara, why were they so worried about it? Nevertheless, the Gemara says they were worried. And a Baskel had to come out. They were worried if they did the right thing. And a Baskel of voice of everyone had to come out and says, no, you fellows will have Olam Habo, will have the world to come. That's the language of the Gemara. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. So says the Gemara, if they had this analysis, that analogy, so what was, why were they so worried, says the Gemara? Because maybe they thought it was wrong. What was wrong? Because the, the, the parallel, they drew, the drawing may be wrong. Why? Because this is for the sake of Govoya, it's Korbonus, which goes on the altar. And here they're eating and feasting themselves. Yeah, they're filling up their tummies. So therefore they felt maybe it was wrong. That's the end of the Gemara. Listen, listen. Listen, so it says in Mefurish that when they're making festivities for the Beis Amigdash, they're eating and drinking on Yom Kippur. Ah, yeah? Ah, yeah. So it's Chutu Mechlova. They're not sick. They're healthy. Are they healthy? And eating and drinking? And based on a, on a, on a formula in Torah of this Kavachomer or whatever, they're deciding and coming to a conclusion that it's a lie, right? So there is an allowance out of Torah for healthy people for the sake of the Beis HaMikdash to eat Yom Kippur. So how can the Gemara say Misak the Yuma and Pei Aleph the Lord that Inu is not Hutter Mechlolo? Says the Rabbi Trevor, they were takarong. They weren't allowed to eat and drink. To the Bezdin of Shloyma were mistaken. Says the Rogich other. Bezdin of Shloimeh was mistaken. He says, Mefurish, yeah. Bezdin of Shloimeh was mistaken. Where is it? Excuse me. Bezdin of Shloimeh was mistaken. I'm going to finish here. One minute, yeah. Bezdin of Shloimeh told And he says this, he says this very clearly. Listen. Now, interestingly, listen, listen. It's a Gvaldika thing. I'm finishing. Uh, in in Mesech Tahurius, the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says in Mesech Tahurius, that when the Bezdin paskins for the Jewish people, right, that they can do a certain, they are giving them an allowance for a certain avarity which is prohibited. So the din is, and then we find out that they did it wrong. You have to bring a special carbon called a parhelam dovashal tzibur. We once discussed it before. If it's bemezid, yechayev chorus, and b'shegik, yechayev chatos, whatever. So then the din is, and then they find out later. So if the majority of the Am Yisrael did it, they have to bring a special carbon. Listen. Says the Gemara, where we derive this from? Says the Gemara, we derive, and also says the Gemara, the majority, when it says the majority of Ami Yisrael does it. So then the Bezdin has to bring, you have to bring on behalf of the Bezdin, Carbonus, uh, 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 right? Each Nazi has to bring a carbon, the different opinions of the Gemara, how many carbonus, uh, and the Mishnah, how many carbonus we bring. Whatever the case is, the Gemara says we derive it. Listen, we derive it. The, how do you know that it has to be the majority, has to be the ones from Eretz Yisrael? If you have also some Olim from Chutz Loritz, who also sinned, you can't combine them to make them the majority. They have to be inhabitants of Eretz Yisrael. Only Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, I could be totally no limb, I don't know. But whatever, it's not Chutz Loretz, but it's Eretz Yisrael. Bnei Eretz Yisrael. Or who has to be in Eretz Yisrael. Let's put it that way, okay? End it. Says the Gemara, how do you know? Because it says, says the Gemara, we derive from, from, from a posuk that when it says Koho, because the Torah says that the power of hell of Dovash Tzibur is if the Koho, the congregation, sins. Says the Gemara, the definition of congregation is only a congregation in the Holy Land in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, how do you know that the definition of a congregation is only if the Roif Yidn of Eretz Yisrael? Says the Gemara, because we do know, it says by Shleim HaMelech. By Shleim it says that he made these festivities. He invited the whole Kol Kohal, Kohal Yisrael, me, me, from Samur Ad Levoi, me, 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 Nachal Mitzrayim, Ad Levoi Chamos. That means the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, he could have just said, Kol Kali Yisrael. What does that have to say in the Pesach? And actually spell out where they're coming from. Ah, to teach us that when is a Kahal Yisrael called a Kahal? Only when it's Menachem Mitzrayim, Ad Levoi Chamos, which they're only from Eretz Yisrael. Okay, good. Guess what? Says the Rogichover, says the Rogichover, why is the Gemara deriving it from this Pesach? 
And actually, there's a shayla in Sefer Yireim. The Sefer Yireim is what Rabbi Lezami meets, one of the Baleatoyslis, right? As, as Talmud of Rabbi Nutam, if I recall correctly, whatever the case is, right? So he says in Sefer Yireim, in Simulamit, okay? He says, if the Gemara derives from Shleim HaMelech, that only in Eretz Yisrael, wherever it says call, that's called the call. So when it says in the Torah, like, Sovei Mamzer B'Kahal Hashem, Ulo Yovei P'tzu Daka B'Kahal Hashem. So there are many Allahs in the Torah where it says call, right? And those transgressions apply to all the, not just in Eretz Yisrael, but even the Chutzlaretz. But according to this Gemara, the definition of Kahal means only when it's a Kahal, a congregation in Eretz Yisrael, not in the diaspora. Says the Sefi Yerem, he has a Tzorachiyun. If so, wherever it says call, it should be all right. So there's a Gewaltig Eteretz by the son of the Godel Miminsk in the Pirish Toyaf Esraim on the Sefi Yerem. Which is basically the vote of the Rogachover in Mesech Tahiri Yisdav Gimel. You know what the Rogachover says? The Rogachover doesn't deal with the Sefi Yerem. But the son of the Godel Miminsk was a Godel from Minsk, the city of Minsk. So he answers this, that, the Sefi Yerem this way. But listen to what the Rogachover says in the Gemara. The Rogachover says, when the Gemara derives this halacha that the majority of the Jewish people have to be from Eretz Yisrael, where is that Posse coming from? It's coming from the Posse where Shlom HaMelech made the festivities and gathered all of the Jewish people from these boundaries, right? From Eretz Yisrael. When did that take place? On Yom Kippur, right? Says the Rogachover, and what did they do? They ate a Yom Kippur. So the Bezden of Shloyme passed. So actually the Posok is not just giving us a definition of call from a different case. This is the case. In other words, the Posok, normally you would learn the Gemara as follows. That we don't know what the definition of call is. And because the Torah says in the Chumash that whenever a congregation sins in such a situation, so then we have to bring a special korban. So we derive it from Shlomo Abelach, who says call, and call has to be to have these boundaries. Said the Rabbi is not so. In this case, it's actually this Pasuk where the Gemara derived this, situ- this, this criteria that the congregation has to be for marriage to is actually f- uh, committing the sin. They're actually, this is a majority of Eden in Eretz Yisroel going and doing this Avera on the day of Yom Kippur and eating because the Bezden of Shloim, a Paskin, that you were allowed to eat and they were mistaken. So they had to bring a pattern on Dovashal Tzibur. So I spoke to a Yid this week in Eretz Yisroel who was working on the response of the what? Of the Rogachover. And he says to me, I found a tshuva where the Rogachover says that Hoshana Rabbah, they brought a pattern of Dovashal Tzibur. I don't know what the Rogachover is, but he says that he took a brought. The Rabbi Shabbat says they had to bring a power on Dovashal Sibur because they were toy, they were mistaken. So basically, we're going to have to look. The, 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 the voice from heaven came out and says, You shouldn't worry, you're not going to have chorus, so to speak. You're going to be, you're going to get Chaya Elam Haba, you'll get Elam Haba. That's all the Gemara says. You get it? And the Rashash also highlights that. But they had to take a, a tone, a tone for their sin. Says the Rabbi Shabbat, they had to bring a carbon power on Dovashal Sibur. Now, the son of the Godel Miminsk. Answers the Urain with this terrorist. He also hops on this chat. He says, ah, this is the case of Parallel Dovashot Sibur. He says, they didn't bring a Parallel Dovashot Sibur. The actual people there. Why? Because a voice from heaven came out and says, you'll have Elam Haba, so it atoned for their sin. In other words, he differs in that point if they actually had to bring a Parallel So I'm saying the Rogachover is all the way, all across, and he says, actually. But the Icarus, I want to conclude. The Rogachover says, with this I understand the Pshat of the post in the Torah's Kainim. The Torah's Kainim says, look, after the Torah speaks about the Avodah Yom Kippurim and the fellow accompanying, accompanying the the the, the and the Torah says, I'm sorry, where's the pasuk and Achrei? Please find the pasuk and just we're going to end with this. No, no. Here, it's on uh, page 644, Pasuk yeah. Choftes. Okay? So after it speaks about the Avoidah and after we burn whatever, so it says, Hashem says, this should be for an everlasting statute. And the Torah says, you should go, goes on and says, you have to fast, and you shouldn't do any work on Yom Kippur. Okay? Now, what I saw interesting thing is as follows. The Erechayim HaKadosh says, where is it written? It's written in a separate posuk, right? But take a look. There's a snachta. It stops there. Right? Oilom, there's a snachta. It stops. That's a stop. So interesting. I saw the Urachaim HaKodesh says, this posuk should be for an everlasting statute. And it says lochem, plural. This is referring to, to above. And that's talking about to the Am Yisrael. And also to Meishu Rabbein, and also to Aaron HaKohen. So even those holy people who did the Avodah priorly in the Besam Miklish, nevertheless, all of them have to fast on the Yom Kippur, as the Torah goes on to say, and they all shouldn't do any work. Okay? Wonderful. 
The Ibn Ezra says, What's Pshat Vahoysa Lachem Luchukah Soylam? Zois Ho'avoida. He says, Vahoysa Lachem Luchukah Soylam doesn't talk about. He's not referring to further on, to not eating and not doing any work. The Ibn Ezra says, Vahoysa Lachem Luchukah Soylam is referring to the Avoida mentioned above. When the terrorist says that you have to do the avoid in the base of Bigdosh and you have to bring the Sorla Zazel, that Ibn Ezra says, the terrorist says, it's not just in the case of the Mishkan, it's an everlasting statute. So I see clearly the Pashtonim, the Rechaim and the Ibn Ezra differ on how to explain this. Now I saw the identical argument between the Rogachava and the Ponim Yofos. I didn't have a chance to look further, but the Ponim Yofos sees the Tereskrenim. Tereskrenim says as follows. Tereskrenim says on the words, says the Tereskrenim, Now the base Oilom means the base Amikdosh. So the Ponim Yofis says as follows. You know what it means? It means as follows. It says in the Torah, So because this is discussing the Mishkon, right? This is the Mishkon. So you would think that all this, what we have to do in the Mishkon on, on, on Yom Kippur, right? The Avodis Yom Kippurim for the Kohen Gadol. And also the Sorila Zozel, etc., etc., right? This applies to all the situations all throughout history, and that is, when the Yidin are in the Noiv and Givoin, and the Yidin are in Gilgal, and all the stopovers, etc. Even where there were no Mishkonos, even where there was no tabernacles, there had Bomois. Possibly, I would think, it should be all over. Therefore, the Torah says, Don't be mistaken. This Avoidah, which we learned till now, is just like it's in the Mishkon. It doesn't also apply where there is a Bomah. You have to have a Mishkon. And therefore, it only is Lebei and that excludes Noivigivon and Gilgal, etc. That's the way the Panam Yavis touches this Pasuk, which follows seemingly with like the Ibn Ezra's approach. Okay? Good. Now, the Rogachover learns Beferish the Tereskainim Lebei is going on further on the sequence. What is the sequence? It says you have to fast. Says the Rogachover. You know what that is? Lebei You shouldn't think that you're allowed to eat in the Beis Amikdash on Yom Kippur. Like it was in the first Beis Amikdash. And therefore it says in the Torah, so he says, after he says, Bezdin shal shloim, the Bezdin of shloim, a takawar mistaken with their analogy of Beis Amikdash to Mishkan, like we said, in Mishikdom Ayit Katan. And therefore we said they were mistaken. And that's why we're deriving the halachas from that posse. And that's why, like he says, like I mentioned before, that to bring a parallel on Dovashol Tzibur after Sukkot, etc. So he says that exactly is the message in the Torah. Just like every he has to fast, not just in your homes you have to fast, you have to also fast in the Beis Amigdosh. The Melo therefore, when the Eden came to the Beis Amigdosh and the first Beis Amigdosh and they ate, they were mistaken. Toe! And the Beis Amigdosh means that you have to refrain from eating in the Beis Amigdosh. So it's very clear that according to him, even though it's written. So according to the Panam Yofis, it's written, So according to the Torah's Kenyan, that's referring back, even though it's written in a new Pasuk. Right? According to the rocket shover, it's written in a new posse because it's in sequence to the, to the pot, to the not fasting, not eating, even though there's a snachto, nevertheless, it's referring to not eating in the base of Migdosh, etc. With that, we end and have a lovely night. I just want to, ich will wünschen, I want to wish our esteemed Gabai and treasurer, etc., Rabbi Nachem Broner, who's traveling to Europe, to Poland, to Germany. To Germany, to the Mekomes Agdoshim, to the Gedoli Yisrael, to the Kivrei Tzadikim. And he'll be misspelled for himself and his family and uh, us and Klal Yisrael. He should have a safe trip. And um, after that, he's going to Eretz Yisrael for Shavuos. He should be Eulah L'Regel. 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 He's going to a place where Rashi's mother was uh, in the war. Where Okay. Good night. Nice trip. The Hungarian trip. Now I'm very sorry that a lot of the issues which are really beautiful tonight we have to run through because we have a new a new topic.